0: Hey everybody, it's Michelle Prince with the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on awesome business owners, founders, leaders, entrepreneurs, basically people that are doing great things. They're they're changing uh, the environment around them, they're changing people's lives, and they are uh, making a difference, which is awesome. And our guest today is doing all kinds of cool things, and I can't wait to introduce you to him. But first, this uh, episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing. Performance Publishing provides done-for-you publishing services for new authors. If you've ever thought about writing a book, or if somebody's ever said you should write a book, then grab a free strategy call and determine if it's the right next step for you. Go to performancepublishinggroup.com, performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let me introduce you to Chris Grankowski. Gren- Uh, He he went from NFL player to entrepreneur, owner and inventor of the Ice Shaker, and co-owner of Everything Decorated. Chris first made his career uh, for himself as a professional football player. He joined the NFL in 2010 after being signed by the Dallas Cowboys as a fullback. Go Cowboys! Um, During his years in the NFL, he also played for the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. We won't hold that against you, Chris, uh, us Cowboy fans. In 2016, he decided to put his entrepreneurial skills to the test when he set out to create a protein shaker bottle that would alleviate many of the issues he and other avid athletes experienced. With standard protein shakers in 2017 ice shaker appeared on abc shark tank with offers from five sharks frankowski was able to negotiate an offer from mark cuban and guest shark alex rodriguez landing a deal after the episode air ice shaker sales exploded the investment from mark and alex and all the sales that came in from the show allowed a, sh- a uh, ice these are for me to sh- say ice shaker to quickly create new products release new colors and get the help from get the help accounts needed. Ice Shaker was able to go from a one product company to offering an entire line of premium insulated drinkware and is now sold in stores, gyms and specialty shops across the United States. The website is iceshaker.com. Ice Welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, my tongue twists in a little bit today with reading that, but your your background, your bio is so impressive. I'm I'm really excited to dig in and get to know you better.
1: I really appreciate it. I need to add on to my bio a little bit because I'm a, I'm now a big-time youth sports coach as well. So I'm coaching a lot of football teams, baseball teams uh, for my kids. I have three boys now myself, and I uh, feel like that's a, a whole other uh, aspect of my life that I'm really diving into now.
0: Oh, my gosh. What are the ages of your boys and the teams you're coaching?
1: Uh, so my oldest is six, uh, and then I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and then uh, a baby girl that's one years old. So. Uh, okay coaching the two older bro- uh, boys
0: that is awesome oh you know my boys are now 24 and 20 so we're past that stage but my husband coached their teams as well and those are just some awesome
1: years it is it is it's a lot of fun
0: although my husband was not a professional uh, a soccer coach football coach any of that so <laughs> your boys definitely have a leg up
1: <laughs> yeah it's um It's definitely a learning experience coaching young kids. So uh, you want to teach them a lot. You realize pretty quickly that uh, you have the knowledge of the game, but they're not going to be able to absorb it all. So you have to really find ways to simplify things and and make drills uh, to teach them the basic skills.
0: Yeah. Oh, That's so cool. So tell us a little bit about, I'm fascinated that you played for the Cowboys and of course the Broncos and the Colts. No, 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 but I am a Cowboy fan. I have to say, but Tell us what, how did that journey happen? Where did, how did you go from? I'm sure you played high school ball and college ball.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah, I started in high school, actually didn't play until high school. Uh, so, four out of five brothers uh, from Buffalo, New York played in the NFL in some capacity. Uh, we have five Super Bowl rings throughout the brothers, but um, I do not have one of those. I wish I did. Uh, but yeah, it started as more of um, you know, a hockey family and a baseball family growing up in Buffalo. Uh, it turned into um, a lot of competition with five boys in one household and uh, a bunch of neighbors who also played sports and were over at the house all the time. And from there, uh, once we got into high school, uh, the older brother played football and we kind of fell in love with football at that point. And um, was lucky enough to, for me, get get a last minute scholarship offer to play Division One football at the University of Maryland. Uh, ended up taking that, uh, turned down a, an opportunity to go to the Ivy League. Uh, which my dad was super excited about he, he bragged to brag everyone and tell him that he had a son in the Ivy league, but, um uh, turned that down, uh, wanted to take on, you know, the highest level of football and also a full scholarship sounded a lot better than paying, paying full price at an Ivy league school. So Ivy league. <laughs> that would have been tough. So I, I, I decided to take that offer last minute and, um, Ended up getting a full scholarship there. Ended up transferring to the University of Arizona, where uh, I didn't actually play until my junior year. I had a great season. Uh, Got a chance to play with my brother at Maryland, but also my brother at Arizona. And um, at that point, had one shot, one opportunity to go undrafted to the Cowboys. Uh, Undrafted player, hadn't made the roster in over 10 years, and um, I ended up making the starting roster that year. Uh, So I started for the Cowboys for a year, uh, went to the Colts for a year, went to the Broncos for a year. And um, my contract was up. I re-signed with the, the San Diego Chargers, actually, at that point And uh, went into camp with them, got hurt, and uh, got released for the injury settlement. Never played football again. So oh. uh, successful career for me. Uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, the average life is about two years. I get pension, retirement benefits uh, at three. So I got three credited. actually got four credited seasons and uh, was able to take that money and then use it for the business world.
0: That is so awesome. I mean, that's that in and of itself is just so impressive. I'm curious. So in 2010, who was the quarterback of the Cowboys?
1: Uh, So we had Tony Romo was our quarterback.
0: It was Tony then. Okay, Wow. So I remember, well, I've been in Texas um, since 84 or 83. So, you know, dynasty years, you know, I think that was um, pre you, you joining. But those were some about a decade before uh some awesome years and tony romo uh actually back then who was it it wasn't tony it was um
1: i can see his face you had uh you had aikman back in the day aikman. Thank you. And, oh yeah some oh, good wow. quarterbacks
0: i'm thinking aikman but hopefully he he never listens to this as a, his name went completely blank for me but
1: <laughs>
0: uh, all right well so okay obviously just being in any professional sport that that aside from even the athletic ability says a lot about you because it takes so much discipline, hard work, um, you know, dedication. So how do you feel like the the experience you had in the NFL helped you to be more successful as an entrepreneur or was that shift a completely uncomfortable, you know, totally different experience for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, two completely different beasts is is what I would say. Um, You know, the things that you learn in football, Mentally uh, is hard work, you know. Toughness, uh, really. Diversity is huge as well. Um, fighting through injuries and you know, being tapped on the shoulder one day and getting traded, um, and you're on a plane that same day. You're on a new team. That you know, kind of stuff is is what you're dealing with. Uh, so the mental aspect of it's huge. That grind, you know, you go through that grind, and once you go through that, you know, it's it's you know, you, you could kind of take on anything. So taking that mentality and bringing it to business is is big. You know, to, to be able to really grind through anything, take on unexpected challenges and uh, figure out solutions was was massive to be, a, uh, to be successful as an entrepreneur. So uh, that aspect of it was definitely helpful. Um, the actual day to day and knowing how to run a business, uh, you have no idea. Like you walk into it completely blind, um, you know, you don't have anyone showing you how to do it. You're not taking classes. You're not learning from a mentor and you're not seeing this as well as as a uh, an NFL player none of the actual day-to-day experience transfers over you know my skills that I was working on was catching a football and and blocking a guy you know that was my day-to-day skills uh, so that that doesn't transfer over at all uh you almost enter into the business world uh behind you know I never worked in a corporate setting i never saw how business should be run um i never saw what a job description looked like i didn't know how to hire a player or anyone so um, in that aspect, I was definitely behind, uh, but I was in front with, uh, you know, this this mental game and also uh, with the dollars. You know, I, I was able to invest my own money. I wasn't a millionaire by any means, uh, even though I started the three teams for three years. Uh, I guess that's, uh, people don't realize it, but not every player makes millions of dollars every <laughs> season. So uh, I wasn't walking away a multimillionaire or anything like that. Uh, I still had to really find a second career. myself and i was able to leverage that money to start the business um and and do it debt free so that was a huge start for me as well but um yeah overall uh the things you learn you kind of bring back in later on so teamwork was huge uh just really the the entire structure of the nfl team is more of a it's a company you know you have a head coach you have assistant coaches you have players um early on with the business i tried being all three um you now I was trying to be, you know, the CEO or head coach. I was trying to be, you know, be every single assistant as well. Yeah, you know, I was trying to be the players or the employees too. And um, finally realized as we started scaling up that the only way to be successful and have a successful team is to build out the team, to build out the processes, and uh, really delegate some of these responsibilities so that everyone can play towards their strengths, and that uh, you could really start to build this business to the next level. So. Uh, later on in the business, probably year three is when I really realized how how cool of a structure I was in with the NFL team and how impressive it truly was. Uh, and I started bringing some of those, those aspects of the business side of the NFL into my business uh, around year three.
0: Awesome. You know, a couple of things you said, I have to point out that it's, it's, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been in business since 2009. And a lot of people listening are entrepreneurs. And just the fact that you said, you know, I think most people think if you're successful in one field, like an NFL player, that you're just automatically, business is just going to come like that. But the fact that you win without knowing anything and could still make something of this business is very encouraging, very inspiring. And, you know, how, how did it come about that you started the business? Were you just kind of playing with this protein shake that you're like, I'm just doing this for myself? Or were you intentional from day one that I'm creating a product and I want to build a company around it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I had no business plan, no marketing plan, I had nothing. Um, You're just
0: like most entrepreneurs, I, I, was, I love it.
1: <laughs> for sure, it, it was more of a passion for of, of mine. Um, I was going to the gym multiple times a week, pretty much every day. It was hot here in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'd get there, I'd grab a plastic shaker. It was warm, sweating, take a sip. It tasted awful, smelled awful, and um, I wanted to create this product for myself. Uh, at the same time, I thought I could you know, turn it into something big. Uh, I've seen other hydration, uh, you know, bottle companies sell for some good money. So I knew there's a market there for sure. Uh, but really it came down to, uh, just the passion for it. You know, ordering 10,000 bottles. They showed up at stored them in the upstairs of my house. And, uh, right then and there, I realized it was going to be hard to sell them. Yeah. You know, it was going to really, really take some time and effort and started hustling, doing everything that I could to start moving the first couple bottles and you know, doing trade shows forcing every friend and family member to buy them and leave me a review. Um, you know, studying different listings on Amazon to see why they're ranked first and why mine wasn't ranked first and mm-hmm. you know, getting my listing organically ranked in the top three uh, within the first month was, that's a huge game changer. Uh, and I was doing all this with, with no marketing spent for the most part, you know, just the shows I was paying a little bit for, you know, cheaper shows, $500 for you know a show kind of thing at a bodybuilding show. But, uh, no, no digital ad spend. Uh, you know, no radio shows, TV, anything like that. It was, you know, maybe maybe a, a show budget, but everything else was just grinding it out.
0: Wow, and so but you took the risk. You bought the you bought ten thousand, and which is awesome, right? You bet on yourself. And it, what what made you go from doing like the, the trade shows? It sounded like you were starting to get some momentum on Amazon what made you decide that you needed some extra help? Because you went to Shark Tank and what was it, 2017?
1: Yeah, so I did have, uh, it was kind of this this game plan from day one. I had an email from 2012 when I was still playing in the NFL from my agent that said that Shark Tank was looking for any current or former NFL players to join the show. Uh, you know, for, for them, it was a good way to expand their audience and hopefully bring in some new viewership. So they reach out to celebrities and uh, athletes to try to get them on the show. So I had this email, I kind of had it kind of game planned out that once I got my sales up high enough, I wanted to go on the show because uh, I just knew it would be massive exposure. You know, it, it would be kind of overnight success. People would see it. I thought I had a product that was super easy to understand. and would sell well online as well. Um, so at the three month point, uh, just from grinding it out, doing shows and whatever I could, I was able to get up to about $25,000 in sales and at that point, I reached out to Shark Tank and said, "Hey, I have this really cool product and concept. I would love to pitch it to you."
0: Wow! And what do you think made? I mean, first of all, to have five sharks want to be interested is in, in and of itself is huge. But the fact that you got Mark Cuban um, and Alex—I I didn't realize he was on there. I guess maybe he was guest appearing, or or was he? Mm-hmm. Was he a, and the fact that he was on during your your show is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I was I actually. Met, met the most incredible part was my first offer came from uh, Mr. Wonderful himself. Yes. So uh, I was kind of waiting and um, yeah, i reviewed every episode and I just kind of waiting for the tough questions to come from him. You know, what's stopping me from making the Mr. Wonderful shaker? What's so special about this? Where's the patents all that kind of stuff. And um, fortunately, I think we just had a really good energy in the room and he ended up making the first offer out of everyone. So uh, shocked me wasn't the greatest offer but it was still the first offer instead of, instead of the last offer which he usually tries to just eat you up on a, a last second offer so uh that's when i i was I was pretty excited and that actually came 30 probably 35 40 minutes into the pitch uh on TV you know you, you see eight minutes of it in real life they're they're asking real questions you know they want to know your true story your whole background they want to make sure they're betting on someone that is really gonna put the time and effort in as well because uh, their time is, is very valuable, more than their investment. Uh, you have multi-billionaires or uh, you know, multi-multi-millionaires in that room. And at the end of the day, uh, they have to do the diligence. They have to really dig in. It takes a couple months for them to really do the work to make sure that your business is what they say, like what you say it is. So. Uh, it, it's the real deal. Uh, the exposure overnight was huge, and I'm really glad that I went on the show.
0: Wow. So did you experience any growing pains? I mean, I, where was your business when you went on the show? You said about 25000 in sales, and it, just to get that exposure overnight, were there, I mean, how, how, did you have all that product ready to go, or, or how did you scale it so quickly?
1: Yeah, it was, it was um, kind of a blessing. That I only had one product at the time, so uh, one color, one size for the most part, we had a couple of like a small amount of inventory of other colors, but, uh, there was just one main color for the most part. So we were able to prepackage them in the different sets, you know, the two threes, four, five sixes, uh, and then just slap labels on afterwards, uh, onto these boxes after we sold. But, uh, yeah, we went, we actually, so we, by the time I got on the show was six months in, we had about 80,000 in sales at that point. I was doing everything I could to get it up so I could get a better evaluation on the show. And then after the show, within the next four months, we did 3 million in sales at that point. So uh, growing pains for sure. You know, that 3 million comes in. uh, Are you 20X or I don't know, I think we're 25X. Uh, At first, you know, the first month, we probably 50X. So um, at that point, it was still out of the upstairs in the house. Uh, No employees, no warehouse. (laughs) There's, There's nothing. So... Uh, no customer service, no one package, like it was, it was friends and family. And my wife's business, uh, had some employees as well that were helping. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. It, it was an absolute all out grind, uh, trying to figure out what to do, you know, getting a place to, um, you know, start warehousing and shipping from and finding employees and really trying to, uh, figure out how to run a business overnight. It's kinda, it's kinda what happened. So, uh, grinded it out, you know, kind of figured things out, made every mistake possible. Uh, and then from that point, got a warehouse, got a bigger warehouse. And, um, really, um, uh, after this kind of initial wave ended, I also had to figure out how to actually market as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we kind of rode this wave from October, which is when we aired, uh, right into the holiday season. Uh, so into the black Fridays and Christmas era. And then after that, we went right into, uh, you know, new year's resolution in January mm-hmm. and then February hit and it just all stopped. and. Uh, that's, that's when I realized that, yeah you know, we're going to have to do something here to keep this going. So um, the whole marketing aspect inside of things, then you then kicked in. And I had to figure out how to keep this business running.
0: So can we talk about that marketing part? Because right, you know, across the board, I think all businesses struggle with that part of it. I mean, especially if you're an entrepreneur, we're good at what we do, or you've got the passion for the product and all that. But um, what, w- what would be your advice for businesses that are struggling to, you know, maybe sales are dipping this year, especially I've seen it across the board. So, any advice that maybe things that you implemented that could transition to other businesses?
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, a couple of things. Um, one was was telling your story. Mm-hmm. You know, find a way to tell your story. Uh, Shark Tank was a big part of that that helped me. But um, really, just telling the story of why you started it, what's different about your product, uh, really educating people uh, is huge. A lot of times, you kind of just Assume your customer knows mm-hmm. uh, your product, and I see it so many times where I walk in and I'm like, "This is a really, really cool product." I had no idea until I sat down with you. I took extra time out of my day, and you know, kind of forced you to explain to me the difference of it. So um, a lot of times, you know, just just telling your story um, was big, and then the other thing was really treating each customer as you know your only customer. Uh, a, a word of advice and the piece of advice i got was uh the fastest way to grow is one customer at a time and when you think about it uh and it, you do a really good job one one customer uh turns into two mm-hmm. as they tell a friend or a family member uh you do a great job with that customer now you have four customers as you continue to tell a friend and you know it just exponentially multiplies from two to four to eight to sixteen and uh the better job you do the more people they tell um, uh, so so do a great job. Uh do something that they, they wanna tell someone else about. And that's the fastest way you'll grow because you're gonna buy something from somebody um uh, that's recommended by a friend. If your mom or your dad or your, your brother, or sister, uh someone in your family tells you that, hey, this product is absolutely amazing. Uh, you need to have one, you're probably gonna buy it. Uh if you see it on an ad that comes across on your Instagram. You might convince someone after, you know, they see it a couple of times or you hit them with some really good ads. But uh, really, until they get that push from somebody they know or they see somebody using it, uh, you know, it, it's really hard for them to pull the trigger on it. So um, that was that was always a huge piece of advice for me was was take care of the customers you have. And if you do a great job, they'll tell a friend.
0: That is such great advice, especially with everybody trying so hard to like do, you know, ads and and all kinds of different marketing approaches did you lean aside from like taking care of customers, which I love that advice. Did you lean toward one uh, Avenue more than others? Like, did you do more social media or did you do um, those trade shows, podcasting all of the above or.
1: A lot of social media uh, became a big play. So uh, Facebook, Instagram ads Mm -hmm. have always been a strong play for us. Uh, We, we did get away from them a little bit, especially with iOS updates and. Mm-hmm. The return just wasn't there for a couple of years, but they're they're all starting to bounce back now and has become a, a stronger force for us again. Uh, but it was that. And then really uh, just building a sales team and going out there and making personal connections has been huge for us as well.
0: Mm, so important. And it's usually one of the last things we do as business owners, too, because, you know, when we, you said it first, uh, when you first started, you were doing everything in the, you know, assistant coaches, this coach, assistant coach playing all that. And so it's good. To, yeah, we at some point you have to bring in others to help build it um, or it won't just happen. All right. What else do you want to uh, share with us? I would love to know more. You said you have other products now. So obviously everybody go to ice dot com, but give us a little bit more idea of what else we're we're going to find there.
1: Yeah, for sure. So one of the big things that we do that separates us is we customize our bottles. Uh, So you can take any of the bottles on our website, we could put a name, logo, uh, saying on it, and people will buy them for anything from, you know, employee gifts, customer gifts, uh, gifts for events, golf outings, all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's been great for us and and really a great item uh, for people that actually uh, make an impact. You know, it's going to be something they use, they bring it everywhere, kind of becomes a walking billboard for your company um, as well. go on our site we have anything from a one gallon jug now um all the way down to a 14 ounce kid cup at this point so shaker bottles water bottles uh more like coffee cups as well we have a new speaker bottle with a a speaker that twists into it that's a partnership that we did with a company called bump box uh we have a a kit that has sunglasses in it now with a company called pit viper uh, that we just partnered up with as well so uh, there's always something new and exciting going on in the site. We just released a golf collection uh, with some funny sayings for golf bottles. So uh, uh, my favorite is the bogey king one. I feel like it's just a gift that you give <laughs> a guy who just like thinks he's really good at golf, but he's he's not. So you give him the bogey king bottle. So, um, yeah, we're always trying to do new partnerships and, and come out with with new ideas and products. Oh,
0: I so love it. Well, definitely everyone listening, go to ice shaker dot com. And- as we wrap up, just give us um what well two actually before we wrap up, two questions for you. Number one, you know, the show is called The Power of Authority Spotlight. And my take on authority is is, you know, authority isn't being better. It's just you're you're building a platform and you have more opportunity to make an impact, right? So you're telling your story. I love that you said that because that's a big part of my message too. Um so what would you say you're doing to leverage your authority, whether it be, you know, to, to build your brand in bigger ways? So let's start with that. And then I'll wrap up with one last question.
1: For sure. Uh, one thing we're currently doing is a lot of community events, uh, fundraisers, and uh, one of them, we're going to break the Guinness World Records for most protein shakes uh, made at one time. So I'm, I'm excited for that. But having that authority to get people out there and get excited, uh, raise money for a really uh, Cool cause and for youth, youth foundations is great. Uh, the other thing I've done a a lot of is just social media uh, as well. Just getting out there, using my authority as a, a former NFL player to kind of tell the ins and outs um, of the NFL and, and really build a big following and build uh, a customer base that trusts me uh, mm-hmm. because of the knowledge and the information that I brought them through social media has been a, a very impactful. Uh, play that I've made as well. And then what was, was that this, was there two questions or was there one question?
0: No, you're right. I, I, I haven't asked the last question. So as we wrap up thinking about those who are listening and for, even for myself as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give to somebody who maybe they don't have the opportunity to go on Shark Tank? So what advice would you give to someone who is, whether they're in the early stages or they've been in business for a while, but they're struggling to get to that next level, any advice you would give to them?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say, find a mentor. Uh, Something I didn't do a great job of early on, I I went back to it probably about three years in, Um, I had a really great mentor that I could have asked at any time was my dad has been in business for 32 years, but I refused to listen to him for the first three years. uh, Before then going back to him and begging him for every single thing that he knew about business. Uh, But they've been there, they've done that they know all the mistakes. most people that are successful want to help other people get there as well. So, uh, there's a really cool group that I just found out about called score, uh, where it is former CEOs and high level, um, uh, people that have been retired and are now looking to help out people that, um, there might be small businesses or need help with their business. So, uh, I recently contacted them, uh, just for myself. So great, um, very, I mean, free resource for anyone that's really looking for somebody that can give them a little extra guidance.
0: Wow. That is great advice. And in fact, I've, I've heard of score for years and I actually forgot about it. So that is a great, that, that's, that's a great resource, but a mentor is everything, right? We, we can't figure it out on our own. Somebody has done what we're trying to do. So find that mentor sooner rather than later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can figure it out on your own. You'll just, bypass a lot of steps if you ask somebody else who's already made all those mistakes so uh, it is huge it's it's absolutely huge it's what took my business to the next level was when I actually reached out asked my dad but also talked to other mentors in the community as well and they all kind of gave me the same advice which is pretty cool so uh, once I followed it, it it definitely took my business to that next level oh wow
0: well you are so inspiring I and beyond just the NFL but just the business this- the transition is, is inspiring enough, but to see the success that you've had with this product is is really awesome. So thank you for being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, just again, everyone go to IceShaker.com. Grab your protein shaker. I'm definitely going to go. Maybe figure out a way to get a customized one. Um, but just to kind of wrap things up, some things that Chris said that really resonated with me is telling your story. I mean, that is something that I've been saying for years and years as a, owning a publishing company but also as just somebody who wants to make a difference in this world is you gotta tell your story if you wanna connect with people. So great advice, educate people. You are so right in that most people, we think they know what we do, and but but we maybe we're not educating them as best as we could. And then treating every customer as if they're your only customer is, is the best advice. And sometimes easy to forget, um, especially when you're focused on getting new customers, but to focus on the ones you already have and business will always be there for you. So thank you again. And that is it for the show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time on The Power of Authority Spotlight. Thanks so much for listening to The Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's Group.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.